Joshua chapter 23. We are probably going to go ahead and conclude Joshua. I realize that there are 24 chapters in the book of Joshua, but I think 23 is a good chapter for us to end on. 24 just kind of reiterates, maybe in a little more detail you could say, uh, but Joshua 23, uh, Joshua gives this farewell address to the people of Israel. Uh, Joshua is getting close to the end of his life, uh, and Joshua dies at 110 years old, and uh, he's, he's getting ready to, or he's telling the people here, kind of, look, here's what you need to do to stay on track. And, and if, if you, if you want to read a little further, which I would encourage you to read Joshua 24, and on into Judges, because the first couple of chapters of Judges kind of give us a good idea of what happened. Judges chapter 1 just kind of really repeats what, what was said in Joshua 23 uh, and 24 with a few different details. Uh, but then Joshua, or excuse me, Judges chapter 2 uh, tells us that uh, the people of Israel did not listen to what uh, Joshua had to say. So, uh, Lord willing, we will finish this up tonight. And next week, unless God leads me in a different direction, we are going to be doing things a little bit different for the next few weeks. We are, this is good news and bad news, the good news is our class that we've been doing on, on Sunday mornings, we are going to go through that as a whole church on Sunday nights during the sermon time. I think that it will be uh, very beneficial. I don't know if it's been beneficial to all of our class, but hopefully it has. I know it has been to some. And so for you who are in the class, it's a bummer because you'll have to hear it all again, or it may be a good thing. Uh, but, but what we're going to do on Sunday nights is we are going to begin... Uh, uh, our journey throughout the whole Bible. Now, we're not going to be digging in super deep. The purpose of this, of this study is really to help us as Christians understand how things in the Bible tie together. Now, I, I'm kind of ashamed to say that I was pretty old before it really clicked for me. And now, some of you guys may already kind of have connected those dots and understand how everything goes together. But if you haven't, then I think that this is going to be a beneficial uh, study for you guys. We're going to start at Genesis and we're going to make our way all the way through. Uh, we're going to look at a timeline as to how things fell, what events were important, what people were important, <laughs> what areas ge uh, geographically uh, were important, and how uh, the story of, of everything we see in the Bible kind of takes place and where all the books in the Bible fell. What book of the Bible covers what events and some of those overlap and so that's what we're going to do. It's probably going to take us about uh, 10 to 12 weeks, maybe a few more, depending if we, if we get into a little more detail. But we're going to start from God created, and we will go all the way through Revelation. So as part of that, we're going to have a little different setup, and we will be meeting in the fellowship hall. And uh, it'll be some things that will be a little different. So next Sunday night, when you, if you come in here and you don't see anybody, we're all going to be back there. So that will start next Sunday night. So... Anyway, that's what's coming up, just to give you guys a little bit of a preview of what's coming up. But tonight, we are going to wrap up the book of Joshua. So we will pray, and then we will read the text. Father God, we come to you now, and we thank you for uh, just sending a packed house so we can come and just worship you tonight. And I pray that you would speak through me, uh, that these words would be beneficial to us, God, and that we would learn something from Joshua and the Israelites, that we would learn about what you did for them, but that we would also uh, learn from the mistakes that they made, dear Lord. And I, I thank you for uh, these few weeks that we've had to look at this book, and I pray that you would just hide me behind the cross and speak through me tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. 
All right, so by this point, Joshua had led the people of Israel into the promised land. The land had been uh, given out. They were still continuing to fight uh, the, the, the current inhabitants, and they were continuing to, to take the land for themselves. And God had fought for them. God had fought with them. And God had delivered uh, many of Israel's enemies over to them. And Israel had finally gotten the land that was promised to them hundreds of years before. God had kept his promise, and Joshua was the one who led them through. And Joshua was an obedient and faithful servant to uh, the people of Israel, an obedient and faithful servant for God, and he's giving them this farewell address at the end of the book. Verse 1, we'll read the whole chapter. A long time after the Lord had given Israel rest from all the enemies around them, Joshua was getting on in years. So, so they had been in the promised land for a while. They had been at rest. This had been some years that had passed by. Now, don't ask me how many, but it had probably been 20, 30, 40 years maybe, uh, give or take. It could have been less or it could have been more, but I think probably 20 to 30 years is a, is a good guess maybe as to how long they had been there uh, and the time that this, these things had taken place. And Joshua was getting old. Uh, so Joshua summoned all Israel, including its elders, leaders, judges, and officers, and said to them, I am getting on in years, and you have seen for yourselves everything the Lord your God did to all, the na- all these nations on your account, because it was the Lord your God who was fighting for you. See, I have allotted these remaining nations to you as an inheritance for your tribes, including all the nations I have destroyed from the Jordan westward to the Mediterranean Sea. So Joshua's kind of uh, going back over again. Hey, here's what's happened. We've defeated these, these, these enemies that we had because of God. And here is the land from the Jordan River all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. And some of you remember that map I gave you. That was all of the promised land that God had given to his people. The Lord your God will force them back on your account and drive them out before you so that you can take possession of their land as the Lord your God has promised you. Joshua was saying, look, there's still more land that's going to be conquered and God is going to continue to help you conquer whatever land remains. Be very strong and continue obeying all that is written in the book of the law of Moses so that you do not turn from it to the right or left and so that you do not associate with these nations remaining among you. Do not call on the names of their gods or make an oath to them. Do not worship them or bow down to them. Instead, remain faithful to the Lord your God as you have done this day, to this day. So this is a this is a this is an important command. Joshua is telling them, look, see what God have done. You guys have seen, you this generation has seen what God has done. You know that God has given you the land. God is continuing to give you the land. But, there's the but statement, but be careful. He says be careful because there are other inhabitants in the land and they don't worship the Lord our God. Joshua says be careful that you don't get involved with them so they won't lead you away from the Lord. And this was a very important instruction. There was always that temptation, even with us, for things that are going to pull us away from the Lord. In this particular instance, it was other nations that was going to pull the nation of Israel away into their, into their ways, into their false god. But for us, there are things in our life that are always trying to pull us away from the Lord. 
And those words that Joshua said to them are just as important for us today, and that is that we need to make sure that we are not uh, being involved in things that are drawing us away from the Lord. The Lord has driven out great and powerful nations before you, and no one is able to stand against you to this day. One of you routed a thousand because the Lord your God was fighting for you as he promised. So be very diligent to love the Lord your God for your own well-being. For if you turn away and cling to the rest of these nations remaining among you, and if you intermarry or associate with them and they with you, know for certain that the Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations out before you. They will become a snare and a trap for you, a scourge for your sides and thorns in your eyes until you disappear from this good land the Lord your God has given you. Now Joshua tells them the consequences of what is going to happen. He says, if you stick by the Lord, you've seen what the Lord can do. The Lord can use one to defeat a thousand. If you stick by the Lord, you have nothing to worry about. But if you turn from the Lord and intermarry with these other tribes, the problem was, uh, was that these other tribes intermarrying with them was going to pull them away from the Lord. That's the issue that Joshua is dealing with here when he talks about intermarriage. He says, if you do that, if you begin to worship other gods, then what's going to happen? This land that God has given you, your enemies are going to be difficult. They're going to be a snare to you. It's going to be hard times, and you're going to disappear from this land that God has given you. Now, Joshua is giving them a good warning. He's giving them good advice to listen to. He tells them if they do good, God will bless them. If they do bad, then God will be angry with them. Let's read a little further. I am now going the way of the earth, and you know with all your heart and all your soul that none of the good promises the Lord your God made to you has failed. Everything was fulfilled for you. Not one promise has failed. That's a good reminder. Sometimes we need to be reminded. Joshua is doing that all throughout this chapter. He's reminding the people, don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget that God has delivered you from your, your slavery in Egypt. Don't forget that God has brought you into the land he promised. Don't forget that God, through his power, has allowed you to conquer all these enemies. And don't forget that everything that God said he would do, he has done. Sometimes we need to be reminded of what God has done in our life. We are quick, or at least I am sometimes, to forget what God has done. I'll get myself in a mess and, and God will deliver me, not because of my own doing, but because He is gracious. And I'll say, I'm never going to get there again. I'm never going to do that again. And lo and behold, it don't take very long, a few months later or days later or years later, and all of a sudden I've got myself back in the same mess again. And Joshua's telling the people, look, don't get back in the same mess again. God has brought you this far. God has given you everything you need. He has brought you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. So don't go back to the old ways, but just stick by God and all will be well. Since every good thing the Lord your God promised you has come about, so He will bring on you every bad thing until He has annihilated you from this good land the Lord your God has given you. If you break the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and you go and worship other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you, and you will quickly disappear from this good land he has given you. So Joshua's kind of given a, a contrast here. 
He's saying, look, here's, here's the best case scenario and here's the worst case scenario. These things are as far apart as they possibly can be. That is, if you stick with the Lord, if you live in the light, there is, you are going to be no problems. Everything is going to be good. But if you begin to worship these other gods, you are going to be living in darkness. And these two things are totally separate. Either you are going to experience God's mercy or you are going to experience God's wrath. And Joshua, being a good and faithful leader, he's warning the people. He's encouraging them to remember how good God is and what God has done. But he's also warning them that you can't just, you have to work at it. It's something that you have to work at. And for us as Christians, it's no different. When God brings us through things and delivers us to things and, and takes care of us, we have to continue to work that we don't fall into things that we shouldn't fall into. It's tough. But we have to keep on keeping on. We keep having to run the race with endurance. Even on the hard times, even when we stumble, we say, nope, I'm not going to continue to live in this sin. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn. And I'm not going to go down this road. And Joshua's saying, look, you guys are going to have to work at it. God has made this promise. But if you don't, if you don't hold up your end of the deal, if you don't work at it, if you just say, I'm going to go do whatever I want to do and I'm going to worship these other gods, then God's not going to bless that, Joshua said. And the people of Israel had a choice to make. And that's what we see kind of reiterated in Joshua 24 and on into Judges chapter 1. And I'll tell you the choice that they made. In Judges chapter 2, we see that the people of Israel continued to follow uh, in the ways of the Lord until Joshua died. And all of the elders of Joshua's time died. And then it said a new generation. When a new generation came along and grew up to be old enough to make their own choices, it said that that generation did not follow what God had commanded them to do. They did what was evil in the Lord's sight. It didn't take long. It probably wasn't long for the next generation to come up. Probably the, the ones who were, who were small children when Joshua died, it probably wasn't but 20 or 30 years later when they became adults that all the people who were Joshua's age had begun to die out. That God's people Israel that quickly had forgotten. Had that quickly stopped listening to what God's word had said, to what Joshua had warned them about. And what we see in the book of Judges is we see God's people in bad shape. We see God's enemies coming at, at His people. We see that God appoints judges to try to take care of His people. But God's people, from that point on, the rest of the Old Testament is kind of an up and down thing. And eventually what we see is that God's people are driven from the land that He gave them. The very thing that, that, Ab uh, that Joshua said would happen, he said, look, you're going to disappear from this land. And that's what happened because they were disobedient to the Lord. Now, Joshua's a good book. We see a lot of good things about the Lord in the book of Joshua, just as Joshua pointed out, and that is that God is faithful to us when we are faithful to Him. But we also have, have something to do on our own. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. It's not that we, that we earn God's favor uh, because of what we do. It's not that we can be good enough to earn our salvation, but we do have an obligation as Christians. We are called to live a godly life. We are called to be obedient to God. And God says, look, when you do what I call you to and you're obedient to me, I'm going to bless you. And the same warnings that were for the Israelites are for us. And that is when we begin to live in a life in a pattern of sinfulness and do what God does not call us to, there are consequences in our life. 
just as there were consequences for the nation of Israel, so there are consequences for us. So let this book of Joshua and let this closing farewell be a reminder to us. Let us not be so quick to forget what God has done. Let us continue to focus on the Lord and remember what He has done and ask Him for help to lead and to guide us to not get off track so that we don't have to experience God's anger but so that we can remain in God's grace. Let's pray. God, we come to you now and thank you for for these words of Joshua and they are good reminders, dear Lord, that you are good to us and we thank you for that. Uh, We thank you for Joshua and his example and God, we thank you for people in our life that you put in our path to to guide us and be example for us, to lead us, dear Lord, to, to know what we should and shouldn't do. And help us to to listen to those who you put in our path to guide us. Help us to listen to your word, dear Lord. Not just be hearers of it, but to be doers of it, dear Lord. Uh, And if there's something in our life that we're not doing right, God, that there's some sin there, that we're just not living right, uh, God, that we would turn to you, that we would turn that over to you, dear Lord, that we would repent of that, God, that, that maybe we're in a foreign land, so to speak, spiritually, God. Maybe we're just like your children and... Sometimes you allowed your, your children Israel to, to be in a foreign land, but God, you, you would restore them if they would seek you and come to you. And dear Lord, you will do the same to us. And so maybe there are some of us who are in a spiritual desert. We're in a foreign land and we need to come back to you. And I pray, God, that if anybody's in that, in that condition, that they would come to you, dear Lord, that they would seek you so that you would restore them to a place of joy. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.